Hi, friends. Hello, hello. You're listening to I'm Sorry What the Podcast with Ashley Sleek. I'm sorry, what? It's just like I showed up at your front door, bottle of wine in hand with 30 minutes of juicy ass gossip to talk about. Like, who doesn't want to do that? I'm sorry, what? We're just here to talk about all those moments that make you really question what's going on in life. Like, why are you hung up over Brad from Bumble? How did Kylie get pregnant again? And, you know, why are you living at home at the ripe age of 29? (laughs) Or is that just me? I'm sorry, what? Hello, hello, and welcome back to I'm Sorry About the Podcast. I'm Ashley Sleek, and I thought there were so many different ways I was going to start this episode today. Honestly, there was a big part of me that thought I was just going to start crying like immediately, because that's pretty much what's been happening anytime somebody talks to me um, <laughs> recently. But also, I'm a little distracted about my sadness that I, I, I'll talk about whatevs, but I'm so distracted because I've literally had to turn off like... You already know. You're going to be like, Ashley, I know what you're about to say. It's fucking hot in your apartment. We get it. I know. I know. Okay, but listen. So in order to keep my cool, I turned off all the lights except for like this rando kitchen light in front of me and then obviously the ring light from my camera. And I just, I I know I always say I look like I'm in prison, but I really, really feel like this is my mugshot moment. And listen, like if I was going to go to jail, I feel like it would be for something so fucking stupid, like probably breaking a law I didn't know existed, but not like in a major way. But me like, I don't know, stepping on some like endangered bug or something. And I'm like, fuck, you know, this is it. This is where I go to prison. There is something I feel like I need to get out of the way really quick and early on in here. And listen, I'm aware that this is not something I should be telling the world, but I feel like I just have to talk about it. I need everybody to understand where I'm at, but I'm like, I'm constipated. Like, I can't. Here's the thing. Like, I have Crohn's disease. This is supposed to be the one thing I'm good at. You know what I mean? Like, this was built into me and I was meant to succeed at it. Like, I should be able to poop and I can't. And I am like so stressed about it. I'm so stressed. It just happened today. And um, I feel like I've only had this happen to me like a few times in life, a very few times in life, because like I said, I excel at this very specific thing. And, you know, when I was sitting on the toilet thinking about if I was going to talk about it, when I was spending like 45 fucking minutes sitting on the toilet thinking if I was going to talk about it, I was like, this is why I need a dating Finsta. Like, I cannot just open up my world to these men right away. Like, picture this just just for funsies. Picture this, okay? You are a straight man, okay? And you have somehow happened upon my Bumble profile and you're like, nah, this girl's it. I don't know, she looks pretty. I'm gonna teach her to golf. It's gonna be a whole thing, okay? And then you like meet me, you talk to me and you're like, I'm gonna stalk this girl and find her social media. Find my social media and then you find my podcast and in the first two minutes you hear that I think that I look like I'm going to prison and that if I was going to prison, it'd be for something really stupid, like stepping on a bug. And then I tell you I'm constipated. It's like, these are the reasons that I should be more private, but I'm not because you know what? At the same time, why not just tell people who you are and take it or leave it? I have had boyfriends they've all left, but like I have had them. So it means at some point someone was willing to put up with my crazy. Okay. Speaking of that. Okay. Listen, I I think 
I go back and forth. I feel like I always say this. There's all these catchphrases of the I'm Sorry What podcast. And I think one of them is I go back and forth on talking about this. But I really, I have been, I think, in one of my more detrimental depression spews. Okay. And, you know, like, I think I it all hit me when I was having a panic attack for like 45 minutes on the phone with my dad. And listen, if you're also sitting there thinking, wow, this bitch calls her parents a lot and cries to them. Yes, I do. Also, if you're thinking I was considering having a kid, but then I realized that they're never going to go away. Like, yes, this is a lifelong commitment. Rapidly approaching the age of 30. I've called my parents in the last like three weeks sobbing. So there's that. Just know that you're in it for life. Okay. So anywho, I don't know. I think the reason I didn't want to talk about it was because I was feeling happy and I get nervous that I'm going to like trick myself back into the sadness, you know, but I also think that it's important because I was ta- when I was talking to my dad, he was like, there's a lot of people who feel like you do, you know, because it, it's a lot of factors. I mean, obviously, I just have depression. So I've been trying to learn how to treat it kind of like a flare up of any of my other illnesses, you know, um, which, you know, means we can look for some causes, but there doesn't have to be one. And I think that's kind of like where I'm at. But, you know, obviously, I, I'm just not where I thought I was going to be at 30. And I think one of my girlfriends and I were talking about this because we were talking about the breakup and all that stuff. And she's like, I think there's a huge part of you that's just still processing the breakup. And then there's another part of you that's also just like, processing the fact that you thought it would be different at this point. Like I thought for sure I'd be married <laughs> like before 30, but you know, I that definitely isn't going to happen now. I'm only a few months away and like I said I'm scaring off all my bumble matches with my constipation. So, um, you know, I think it's just I think that this breakup was harder than I thought it was going to be and um it's just taken a lot out of me and then I think just trying to be happy with where I'm at right now is hard and I just feel like a lot of pressure and um I don't know I just think it can be really overwhelming and I think there's just like I'm trying really hard to like force myself to like go out and like do things like that but I'm having a really hard time like looking at my phone and responding and I saw this thing on Instagram today about depression it was really interesting and it was um I might have taken a screenshot of it let me look because I know I'm gonna like butcher the shit out of it you know what I mean um oh no I have it right here it says uh, it's things like that happen with people with depression that they might not talk about and it was planning out how you explain your struggle to others even typing it out via text but then not following through with it because you're fear of being a burden or that they won't accept you. And it's like my friends have told me hundreds and hundreds of times. And it's like I know it, but I still feel like it's so hard to verbalize. And then I just feel like, oh, I'm making another excuse again for why I'm like MIA. You know, it's just like, I don't know. I'm just I think that we have these patches in our life that are just harder than we anticipated or, you know, they're just tough parts. And I know that like I'm very honest here on the podcast and I think it's important for me to be this way because I want it to be not so scary for everyone else and not so scary for me, you know, so I talk about it and and I'm not afraid to, but I think I just kind of, I sometimes I shy away from it because 
I like to not think about it when I'm not thinking about it, if that makes sense, you know? And I think the same thing with the breakup. Like, there's some things I want to, like, update everybody on or, like, tell you how I'm feeling. But at the same time, sometimes it's just, like, a relief not to talk about it, you know? Like, sometimes it's just, like, okay, like, not that I pretend like it didn't happen because I never would because I'm so always going to be so grateful for Scotland for so many things. It's just, I don't know, I'm just hurt. I'm hurting. I'm hurting. But if we can move past that and I can (laughs) maybe make us feel better. I think the favorite thing, though, is when I call my dad and I'm crying, you know, about my life. And, you know, it comes back to sometimes this dating thing, you know, about being single at this point. And like, you know, other people have said it to me and I know I've said it. Sometimes it's just hard when everybody else is doing something and you're like, fuck, what did I do wrong that it's not happening for me? You know, and so my dad always like just tries to help me find ways to find men. And I think that that's worth it. I think the 45 minute 45 minute panic attack is worth my dad scrambling to figure out how I'm going to find a man. I just think that whole process is amazing. He does have good ideas. We all know that he always tells me to like take a class. But, you know, he's like join a club and all this stuff. And, um, you know, so it's always it's always a good time. I feel like it's always worth the fucking breakdown for him to like panic scramble to find me something. But one of the best things I think I heard about dating, I heard today from one of my girlfriends from work. She saw it on TikTok and I should have asked her who the creator was because she just played me the video really quick. And I don't want to butcher it, but basically it was about like if you knew that you were like 65 no's away from your like dream yes, you would be hunting no's right now. And I thought that was so fucking genius. And I think it applies to everything, honestly. I think that we are so afraid of rejection because no fucking shit, it hurts. Like if you don't think I still think about how I did not make the basketball, basketball or volleyball team when I was in middle school, like there was two chances for me to play sports in middle school. Those are my two options, and I didn't make either team. Rejection hurts, and I remember it, okay? I remember it, but it did definitely build me to who I am today as someone who played on a shit ton of losing teams. And now you're, like, sitting here thinking, you know what, Ashley, I always thought you might be an athlete in your past, but the more you talk about it, the more I'm like, were you just picking daisies in the field? And both those things can be true. Um, But anyways, it's so interesting, I think, when you talk about it from dating, it puts a whole new perspective on it because it's like, and you know, it's, it goes along with this kiss a bunch of toads thing to find your prince or frogs, um, or whatever. But you know, all these rejections, all these no's, all these like quote unquote failed relationships are just leading you to the one that's going to make it all worth it. And I know I talk about that a lot, but it's just, that was such an interesting way for it to be put. So then her and I were like, we're hunting no's cause we were talking about dating and, we're like, okay, we're hunting no's like this is what it is. And then we find the yes, you know, and I've trust me, I I have a, a, not a long, funny story. We know I found a no last week. I've got a, a no for the end of the podcast and all these fun things. But anyways, I think the bottom line is, is that I think I'm on the upper swing of this episode this morning. I woke up. I went for a walk. I washed my face. I like got dressed And, you know, I think I'm just trying to focus on these little self-care things. And obviously going to therapy is so helpful. You know, I'm learning a lot about myself and things that I always kind of knew I did, but didn't realize that they are 
actually kind of toxic, you know, and not like toxic to other people. It's like toxic to me and how to change it. So I think that it's, you know, we always look, I think we always look at who we are right now in the present and we're like, wait, this isn't enough. But like, I implore you when you feel that way to look back at who you were and who you're becoming and who you're going to be. Cause I think that's sometimes when I'm stuck, I kind of think like, okay, but I have really come a long way, you know, you know, it's just really interesting to see how, how far we're going and just looking back and then being like, well, I come this far in that short of amount of time. Just think what we're on to next. So now that we're done with that, can I tell you that remember last week when I was bitching about my Apple watch and I was like, my dad fucking ditched me, which he did. And so in the middle of my panic attack, I was like, I'm like, so do you think you can come find me, find me my Apple watch? Right? Like all fucking pathetic. And he's like, yeah, I'll come tomorrow. When I tell you that my dad walked into this apartment, just strut like you mean it, cheetah girl style, lifts one couch, one couch cushion. And there it was. One fucking couch cushion. And here's the thing. I did take all the couch cushions off because obviously like I figured that's where my Apple watch was because I it was in the living room. And I don't remember it going anywhere else. But I think in my defense, it was tucked like into the couch a little bit. So I couldn't see it. And where I was standing, I could see the angle. But if he wouldn't have taken a bathroom break before we started this ordeal, it would have happened 0.2 seconds into him walking into the apartment. But he walks in, whatever. We allow him to use the facilities because he earned it. He walks in, removes one couch cushion. And there it is. So my Apple Watch is back, which means I now have no more bullshit excuses to not work out. So if you are somebody who follows me on Apple Fitness Plus and shit or Apple Fitness, whatever, and you don't see me working out tomorrow and the rest of the week, you call my ass out. OK. And remember what I talked about a long time ago when I was like not single and I was like, oh, my God, if I was single, I would like share my workout apps with like whatever man I was talking to to see if it would encourage me. Well, I got blessed and now I guess I can try it. We got to look for the uppers in this whole breakup thing. And like, hey, listen, I didn't didn't get to try it then. I guess I'll get to try it now. Um, <laughs> but anyways, I so I have my Apple Watch crisis averted. Also, um, I made an amazing lunch today. And for whatever reason, I feel the need to tell you about it. So I I've been finding food to be really hard lately. It's not anything other than I keep hyper fixating on meals and then hating them. But normally I hyper fixate on a meal for like a week, but I'm like hyper fixating for just like short days. And then I get really overwhelmed and I don't eat anything, which is not as fun as it sounds, you know? And so I, uh, I decided for whatever reason, I was like, I think I need to make a wrap, but like put veggies in it. Cause I was trying to eat more vegetables cause I'm an adult. Okay. And so I was making caprese salads with like, but with cucumber instead of lettuce, because I fucking despise lettuce. I had a moment where I let lettuce back into my life and that ship has sailed. And then I let spinach in as a side lettuce and I regretted that too. So anyways, if I'm going to do a salad, I'm just going to have cucumber. You know, there's like certain salads I'll eat and like that's about it. Anyways, we don't need to talk about salads anymore. Here's the deal. Um, I I decided to make a wrap with turkey and cucumber and shredded carrots. And then I used that vegan dill dressing from um, Trader Joe's. 
And I made like a wrap with it and it was really fucking good. And I know you're oh, sorry, I had turkey in there. I don't know if I mentioned that, but I know you're like, that sounds so fucking basic. And I don't eat anything other than basic food. Like when I tell you, I am just so lost on these dating apps. I and I I know I talk about this all the time, but it's just like I I don't go outside. I hate the ocean. I'm not adventurous. I am. I'm not a gym rat. Okay, like I just want to go for a hot girl walk and leave me alone. And then they're like, I love trying new foods. It's like, well, fuck me. Like everything that's like basic about how people start a relationship, like I'm failing at. I'm just failing. And that and it is what it is. Okay. so anyways, um, that was my that was my lunch. Also, I'm realizing how incredibly, you know, hot it is here. I'm not realizing we all know I know. But I was like, oh, maybe I should get like an ice maker. Because the ice tray things, I'm getting too fucking lazy. I can't, they spill everywhere. It's stressing me out. And I need my fucking cold water. Like, I just need it. So I looked up an ice machine. Do you know how fucking expensive an ice machine is? It really shouldn't be. Okay. And then I was just like, should I just start making a wish list, like a sugar daddy wish list, just in case I happen upon one? It's like, I don't need a sugar daddy to buy me Louis Vuitton purses. Just buy me a fucking like ice maker and take out my garbage, like I said, and I think we'll be fine. Okay. Can I get a a sugar daddy ice maker? How do we can someone else with a sugar daddy, like someone like hotter who's like younger and like figured out the whole sugar daddy thing? Like, can you get me an ice maker? He doesn't need to know as long as he's going to be checking in on where it where it's at. You know what I mean? I just I really need it. Um, I also watched Zombies 3 because I'm a child. I I listen, I'm a high school musical girl. OK, so obviously I'm going to watch the Disney Channel, you know, musicals. OK, so I watched Zombies 3. Uh, it was it, it was a lot. But I have to say there is um, a person in in the show or in the, in the movie who identifies as they them and they're bisexual. I was like, okay, Disney, pop off. I was very excited to see this. So I had to talk about it because I was like, oh, and it's so subtle. You know, it's not like they have to come out and say I'm a they them. The like cast just refers to them as they throughout the show. And then they have a crush on Zed in the beginning. But then in the end, they have a crush on the werewolf girl. And I was like, oh, fucking K. So I'm really I was really excited about that. Also, I have like a short kind of announcement to make about the next episode of the podcast, because I honestly don't know if if there's going to be one next week. I am heading back to camp. So for those of you who don't know, every year, well, I actually haven't done it in a while because of COVID and then I took a year off, but I grew, grew up going to this church camp. This is the church camp that I met Aaron at when we were counselors, and it's called Camp St. Andrews. It's based out of Saratoga. And um, the camp is up in the mountains and everything. And so I went as a camper at like eight years old and then I can't kept going. And then I was a counselor. That's where I met Aaron. And then I became the sports director. And so I was not going to go this year because I really didn't have like the time off and I was really stressed out and I just didn't think I had the capacity for it. But um, I was I had some openings in my schedule and I was like, you know what? This might be good for me. I really miss the volunteer aspect of it. Like it was one of those things that I did a good thing throughout the year. And I could be like, hey, all those other times I'm like an asshole. This picks up for it, you know, Uh, but in reality, it's just 
it's such a, a beautiful week full of people that I absolutely love. And it's fun to watch the campers grow into counselors like the same way I did and see their experience. And I, I obviously love sports, so it's fun running that uh, program. And so I've had a really good time. So I'm going back, which means I actually don't have I won't have phone service. And I won't really be checking like my phone at all unless it's like way late in the evening, maybe. Um, so also that means that I don't know if I'm able to record before I leave, I'll schedule an episode out and we'll see. But uh, yeah, there might not be an episode next week. So she's taking a little break. I think this is going to be really good for my mental health, too. I think I just need a little space from the world. You know, I think I need a break from work. I think I need a break from myself genuinely. And I think it will just be nice to be up with nature and, uh, yeah, and not worry about putting on makeup because I'm just going to sweat it off, you know? So anyways, that's where I'm going to be. Okay. Also, I, as you know, I take notes throughout the week about things I want to talk about on the podcast. And I was cracking up because today I was like, oh shit, like, and by the time I usually get to the podcast, there's like a substantial amount of shit to talk about. But today I was like, fuck, bitch, you didn't weren't taking notes. Except for I had like four bullets about the Magic Johnson documentary. I was like watching the Magic Johnson documentary and I had thoughts, apparently. So I'm going to share them with you. I don't know. I hear there's like multiple docs out there. I'm watching the one on Apple Plus and it's like episodes, you know. OK, so it I I mentioned how hilarious is sports watching. <laughs> period. And and then I said, dash the draft. And I have to say, like when I was watching the documentary, I was like, drafts are so dramatic. I was like, I mean, I'm not saying that they shouldn't be. But when you're talking to men and they're talking about how women are like so fucking dramatic, watch a draft. OK, that's and I get it. I listen. I'm not saying it shouldn't be dramatic. You know, I love the dramatics. OK. And I understand it's like these people like literally finding out what they're going to do for the rest of their lives and they're chosen or not. I'm not saying it's not a big deal, but this thing was so dramatic. And yet, and I don't know how it's still done because I don't pay attention, but this was like the biggest decision of sports was like, which team was going to get the first draft pick? It was decided by a coin flip. It was decided by a coin flip. And like the, I think it was the Celtics maybe versus the Lakers. I have I honestly can't remember, but like this was such a big deal. And I just thought it was so fucking funny. And you know what? Next time anyone ever judged me for the fact that I made like big decisions in college based off the Magic Toilet app, I would like to remind them that some of the biggest decisions in sports are made off a fucking coin. Magic Johnson was sexy back in the day. I mean, it's not that he's not like good looking now, but I just don't think I realized this is my favorite thing about watching these sports documentaries is that I know who these people are, but I didn't know that like I didn't watch them. So I feel like I learned so much. Like when I watched the Michael Jordan one, I was like, yeah, I knew who Michael Jordan was. But obviously, like we all know I don't basketball super hard. So it, it's just like so fascinating to learn these things that I had no idea. Uh, I was also uh, sorry. Back to Magic Johnson. I was absolutely dead that some random ass like local reporter named him magic. I just assumed he like came with the magic. Like I assumed that he was like, I'm motherfucking magic Johnson. The second I step on the court and no, it was some reporter that was like, we should call you magic Johnson. That guy should get some royalty fees. I hope that they like, he's in the dock. 
He's so, you know, he's made it a little bit, but I'm just saying, I hope that he got some sort of shit for that. I also was absolutely rolling that Bill Clinton and President Obama, whatever, he's still my president, um, were both in this documentary. Like, in what world do you have a documentary that's got, like, Snoop Dogg, Bill Clinton, and President Obama? It's just, it's something else that I love to, I live for it. So I'm only a couple episodes in. I'm so excited to watch more, and I'll keep updating you on my amazing thoughts about it. And, of course, that's going to bring us into a little bit of celebrity news. I truly don't know how to talk about Chloe and Tristan. I have to assume, and listen, I didn't do enough research, but I do want to explain to you how I found out about Kristen, uh, Kristen, um, Chloe and Tristan. I guess together they're Kristen, right? So basically, if you don't know, they are expecting another kid together via surrogate. If for some reason you live under a rock, Tristan Thompson has cheated on Chloe like numerous times, okay? Numerous times. And even when they were like doing the work, like they were in, in the season of the Kardashians that I was watching, you know, they're kind of they're together. They're like doing the work. Chloe threw him a birthday party and she like he like cheated on her that night. You know what I mean? He like got another bitch pregnant. So I haven't done the research to know the timeline, but my heart is telling me that maybe this was like something that they were doing before. Like before the cheating round five, you know what I mean? And listen, I'm not going to sit here and call Chloe stupid. I don't know what she's feeling. I just really, I'm really shocked and I don't, I just don't even know what to say. I just really hope this was a decision that was made before all this shit. And I understand, actually, I don't understand because I'm about to contradict it. So I don't think I should say I understand. There's an argument made of like, well, then my kids will have the same dad. It's like, I don't know. There are stepkids, there are adopted kids that figure it out all the time. You know what I mean? Like they figure it out all the time and they are siblings and they, you know, they are a family and all this stuff. So I don't necessarily feel like and I feel like they should know better than anybody. They're one big blended family, but they always need to have the same baby daddy. But hopefully maybe Courtney. I really hope Courtney gets pregnant just because I want her and Travis to be happy. And I know not everyone's a Kravis fan, but I'm into it. But see, like, if she has another kid, you know, then they'll have half siblings and all that shit. But I just I don't I don't get it. I don't get it. I, I just I assume that the decision had already been made, but I don't know why they wouldn't talk about it on the Kardashians. I just. They were trying to lock down that season two. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, everyone. But of course, I want to talk about J-Lo and Ben Affleck. So Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck got married, like I think in Vegas, and she changed her name legally to Jennifer Affleck. And there is an interview from like years ago when they were first engaged and someone's asking her if she's going to change her name. And she's like, I'm not going to change my stage names, but like I'm going to be Jennifer Affleck. And I think one of my favorite things was I saw this TikTok and I was like, <laughs> I felt attacked. But there was a TikTok and it was something about, you know, how it, it, like Ben was always the one and like, you know, see like soulmates are supposed to find each other. And then, <laughs> and then the guy cuts in. He's like, hey, but just so you know, that's like not you and your ex. OK, that's not you and that crusty man. This is his words, not mine. That crusty man you were dating. OK, you know what I mean? Like this. This is like don't think. OK, don't like hold off for for a man. And I was like, listen, bitches would have done that. OK, bitches would have thought that. I'm not saying I'm bitches. I might be. 
But as someone who like believes in if they're supposed to be together, you will, you know, that's immediately what I thought when I saw that. I was like, oh, my God, if they're meant to be together, they will. But I, I, I don't intend on waiting 30 years, I hope. But, you know, who knows? Very cute. Very exciting. Um, speaking of TikTok, uh, the TikTok astrologist people told me that I'm going to have a lot of luck tonight. So let's go. OK, let's go. I don't know what's going to happen. I'll keep you all posted. But I, it says I'm going to be lucky, so I'm ready. <laughs> also, uh, just a little TikTok update of my own. OK, I bought another bunch of shit from Shein because I was like, listen, morally, I don't feel good about it. OK. However, as someone who has spent their whole life not being able to fit into clothes or find clothes that make me feel good or look good on me. It's really hard because the Shein clothes just do fit right for me. And so anyways, I feel like a bad person, but I don't know if this is. Listen, I'm going to church camp, though. OK, and I'm volunteering and that is going to balance out my Shein purchases. Do not tell me I'm wrong. I don't want to hear it. OK, so anyways, I, I got all these clothes from Shein. And then I went out with um, two of my girlfriends. We went to that Eat Italy thing that if you're anywhere near the San Jose area, you're going to know exactly what I'm talking about. It's like a Italian experience kind of thing. It was super cool. So we, you know, I had a glass of wine there in a beer. We had some more wine. I came home. I decided to drink more for whatever reason. I was like, woohoo, like, let's do it. So then I like had a couple beers here and then I was like, I'm going to try on all my clothes. So then I did a Shein haul while drinking and it is the hottest mess. I think I'm going to post it today, which is Monday. So it will be out by the time this podcast comes out in case you want to go watch it. But I realized something kind of exciting. And I feel like as someone who's been on, you know, a fitness journey and shit, like the clothes are too big. It stresses me out in the way of like, I'm afraid I'm going to go down a size and then they're not going to fit. So I don't really know what to do there, but I am going to return most of them and see and like get new sizes and see how that works, which it's always exciting. Well, it's not always exciting. I guess if you're someone who's trying to gain weight, then it's not exciting. In my world, it's very exciting to be going down a size. So listen, the hot girl walks are working. And um, yeah, so there's that big accomplishments there. She's trying to get hotter. And speaking of me getting um, hotter, I just want you guys to know that I will no longer be doing a middle part. And I rocked it for a long time, but over the weekend, I did myself a little side part because I was like, something's fucked up with my face. It could be the fact that I had the bushiest eyebrows I've ever had in my life and I can't get a fucking eyebrow appointment. Ever since Lunchbox changed their name to Radiant Wax, I could never get appointments. And I was like, I literally went to you guys because you called yourself Lunchbox and now you're Radiant Wax and now you're booked up and I'm like dealing with a very hairy situation here and I need somebody to like fix me up. So anyways, I have an appointment on Wednesday for just the downstairs and I'm hoping they'll fix my upper eyebrows as well. Um, but we'll see. Anyways, clothes, hair. Oh, side part. So I, I, yeah, I realized something was off with my face. And so I tried doing a side part instead and I feel like it looks better. So this is, I'm going back to a different era and we'll see how it works. <laughs> 
Hi friends, I'm so excited to talk to you about one of my new favorite brands, Kitsch. I don't know about everyone else, but I'm going back into the office and Kitsch has not only been so useful from work from home life, it is also very helpful for going back into the office. So listen to this. I started with the very cute like cheetah print satin pillowcase that I'm obsessed with. It sets the tone for my new bedroom. I'm in love and honestly, it really does make my skin and hair feel better and I'm not just shitting you on that. And then when I was working from home, listen, I would do this thing where I would take a shower and then I would throw my hair up in the towel scrunchie and then like when I felt like getting out of my pajamas and I had to have a meeting, I would go blow dry my hair and it cut down the time astronomically. And then now I've got like the little ice roller thing because now I have to be up and like get in a car and drive to work. So I need to wake my ass up and the ice roller just does just that and it's so amazing, so helpful. And then I also got the heatless curler. So I can like curl my hair in that little, you know, pillow looking thing. And then I drive to work and I take it out and bam, I look flawless. I highly recommend Kitsch. They have all sorts of amazing products. Like I just named a bunch, but they have so much more and you can get 15% off with promo code Ashley Sleek 15. That is Ashley, A-S-H-L-E-E, Sleek, S-L-E-E-K, 15 and you can visit the link in my bio on Instagram to shop super easy. It's at Ashley Sleek on Instagram. Okay, bye. I am rocking some very sexual under boob sweat right now. I just want everybody to know. I'm not gonna lie. I'm also wondering if this weight loss surge has anything to do with the fact that I spend most of my day sweating. And you know what? Whatever. If I don't have to work that hard for it, that's my dream come true. Speaking of that, let me tell you about the um, the man that I match with. I found my nightmare man on Bumble. OK, and I'm going to pull up his quotes because I I had this like moment where I decided to swipe without reading the bios. I don't know what I was doing. I'm going to guess it was the same night I did the drinking Shein haul. But I was like, swipe, swipe, swipe. You know, I was just like living my best. And I... <laughs> I swiped on this guy. He wasn't like bad looking, but once I got to the second photo, he was in full camo. And I was like, what are you doing? Bitch, what are you doing? Okay. Let me just read you. Okay. A pro and con of dating me. Pros. Always honest. Willing to put in the hard work. Loving and caring. Love fitness and all sorts of shenanigans. And he said con with a little shrugging emoji and the laughing emoji. First of all, if you don't have self-awareness enough to know that you have cons... That's on you. But the way Love Fitness was in here and I was like, OK, like whatever. That's fine. OK, here, here's the one that really did me in. I'm hoping you are athletic, adventurous, sweet and hate wearing makeup. Mm, listen, I you are attracting a very specific time type of pick me girl. And unfortunately, that is not me. I don't know if I fit in. I was athletic. I would say that I could be. OK, I'm not saying I'm tragic. It's just that we had this term in college, uh, my bestie and I, um, for like senior athletes at school. And we call them fatletes. And it's not that they were fat. It's just that they were re retiring, you know, so they didn't have to work as hard. I'm not saying I'm a fatlete. I'm just saying that I... If you ask me to run, I would say from who, you know, I am trying to get into running. This is my system. This is my thought process. I am getting into running. I'm letting my hot girl walks. I'm starting to speed walk so I can prepare myself to run so that I can join 
some sort of like outdoor co-ed soccer team or indoor or whatever so I can find a man. Because my dad's like, join something. And then even my um, coworker who's Italian in at work, he said that he that the only reason there are co-ed soccer teams is so that way men can find women. So I was like, okay, shit, this is the system. Also, I do really miss playing soccer because as I said one time in a podcast a while ago that I made my dad sit there and we had to figure out if I was a good player or not because I was like, I don't remember being good. So I was like, this might be my time. Anywho, so adventurous, it depends on what you're asking. I think that I have an adventurous side. I do like to hike in normal terrain. I do like spontaneous things. Just I also do like planning. I think the thing is I'm down to go explore a new city. Like I would love to just like some sometimes I used to wake up and be like, okay, I'm just going to go to this town and see what happens. Like that's those are adventures. But if you're asking me to go like hella skiing, which I learned about from my VP at work. And then it was in someone's profile. They're like looking for a girl to go hella skiing with. And I was like, absolutely not. If you don't know what it is, it's like taking a helicopter up to ski from like a tall mountain. I thought it meant that you jump out of the helicopter with your skis on and then you go down the mountain. But that's not it. But either way, either of those two options, it's a no for me. Sweet. I, you know what? Yes, I would say I am in sweet and sassy. I can be sassy, but I genuinely think I am very sweet. And I think that when I love you, it's like it's sweet. OK, hates wearing makeup, though. Here's the situation about that. I <clears throat> I am a material girl. OK, I'm not a full material girl. I would say I'm like a mid range it's like I am more like a, a Macy's than a Nordstrom's. You know what I mean? It's like I still got good taste. I'm just not going to throw down all the dough and I'm not going to look that nice always. OK, so the whole I hope you don't like wearing makeup thing. It's it's like when I want to go out and I want to look good, I'm going to wear makeup. If I'm kind of hoboing my shit around the day, then, yeah, I'm not the kind of person that needs to wake up every day and wear makeup. And I have no judgments on those people either. However, I personally like I, I don't I don't want to wear makeup every day and I want to wear makeup to look good, feel good. So this was I what was I thinking? Read the bios. They're there for a reason. I think I just got so tired because so many guys were like, message me and find out. It's like, fuck off. You know, that's not the game here. Like, you know what you're doing. Just whatever. And then um, <clears throat> so I match with this guy. He seems really nice. Um. He has a dog, so obviously I, I I match with him. He asked me for my number the other day, which I'm actually finding is super interesting. I'm being asked for numbers like a lot quicker. It's like a couple of messages. And it's like, what's your number? And I'm like, oh, shit. Like, I wasn't expecting that, you know. And um, but this guy asked me for my number and then he cold called me like I. At 8 a.m. this morning, he asked me for my number, I think, on like Saturday. And then I didn't see it until I got home or something. Or I think it was Friday and I messaged him back Saturday morning. And then he called me at 8 a.m. today. And I was like, wait, what? Like a, pho- a phone call? But I didn't know it was him, obviously, because I didn't have his number. And I don't answer numbers I don't know. So then I didn't answer it. And then he texted me. 
And he was like, Ashley, question mark. It's so-and-so from Bumble. And then he, like, sent me a picture of himself to verify. And then he was like, what, what are you doing this week? And I was like, you were just going to, I was just going to answer the phone. I mean, listen, it's nice because as we know, I have an attraction of voices. So it's nice to hear them right away. And I do like, I think a lot of the people that I dated when I was on Bumble in the first time, a lot of them I had called or FaceTime before I met them. And I thought that was nice. You know what I mean? But a, a cold call right away, I was like not expecting, which was weird because then he was like, what's your schedule? Do you want to do an adventure this week? Like, do you work? Because he's like off all week. And then I told him my availability. And then I suggested because he lives near the San Francisco area and I was going to be at Ghirardelli Square on um, Friday. Oh, my God. I shot my pencil thing. I don't know. I'm twirling over here. Um, I was like, oh, well, I'm going to be at Ghirardelli Square on Friday. Would you want to like meet up for maybe a drink or they have miniature golf there? And then he just didn't respond. So... This guy, like, I, he went from, like, cold calling me at 8 in the morning to, like, me responding and then, like, never hearing from him again. So, listen, he might just be one of these 60 no's I'm collecting or he'll call me again later tonight. I have no fucking idea. I don't know how to read this, how to play this. It's um, it's very interesting. I also think me probably talking to people this week is really stupid because I'm going to go, like, disappear from my phone. <laughs> for a week so we'll see we'll see how that goes i don't know maybe i'll be like up in the mountains swiping on a mountain man at some point during camp i don't know <laughs> it's fine this week's i'm sorry what moment has a little bit of hot goss matched into it and we love a cross collaboration we love a crossover episode we're all about it so here's the deal sabrina carpenter she released her album it's fire it's fire. I love it. Listen, I loved Olivia Rodrigo's album, of course. And I don't think we need to compare them. I don't think we need to compare them. I don't think this is a, you know, Backstreet Boys versus Syncs. Like, it's one of the things I hate about us as a nation. We feel the need to, like, I can only be an Apple or Android person. And listen, when some when I'm texting somebody from Bumble and it shows up green, I'm a little hesitant, but... I do it anyways, OK? I'm not going to judge based off that because we shouldn't pick. We don't have to pick one side or the other every fucking time. You know what I mean? So anyways, um, I don't think this is a Team Olivia, Team Sabrina situation. When I listen to her album, you know, she's got this song, All Because I Loved a Boy or Liked a Boy. It was so great. She's like, I'm a homewrecker. I'm a slut. I'm like, basically, whatever you said. She's like, I've got like death threats filling up a semi truck. And it's really sad. And she's kind of talking about the scenario with Olivia and Sabrina and people are like, I'd be so embarrassed if I was Olivia. She never should have done that, blah, blah. And I'm like, I don't think even in Sabrina's mind, this song is about Olivia Rodrigo. I think that this is about the media. I think this is about us. I think this is about, you know, why shouldn't Olivia be able to put out an album about her own heartbreak? Why did that have to do anything with Sabrina? Like, I know that she mentioned her, but it's like, that was a part of the story. And I think Olivia has the entire right to write about her experience with this breakup. And I think that Sabrina has the same right. And I don't think that we should be sitting there pinning these two women against each other, these young, younger girls. I think we should be looking at what we did. We villainized Sabrina. It's not her fault. She didn't like go in there like she wasn't she didn't like go in there and say guess what Olivia 
I'm going to steal your man's. I'm going to steal your man's. I see you're in love. I'm going to take him. She probably had no fucking idea. You know what I mean? And maybe she did. I don't know. But like, we don't know. So we can't just like go out there and like be death threatening this like, young girl in her like 20s or whatever because she liked a boy. How is she to know? And I just think they both have the right to write about their stories. And I don't think that we should listening to Sabrina's album being like, haha, fuck Olivia. And I don't think we should be listening to Olivia's album being like, haha, fuck Sabrina. And listen, Josh is Josh. I don't really know what to say about Joshua Bassett. I I don't know. It's it's like I thought that we got to this good place with the Taylor Swift of it all where we were like, hey, we kind of fucked up with Taylor and we really like shit on her life and we made her this villain for dating all these guys and we're going to like do better. I thought we as a society decided that we weren't going to like do this again. And then we did it to a point where a, a poor fucking female artist has a song about how she's got death threats over liking some boy. And I'm just really tired of the narrative of pinning two women against each other. Call me a feminist, but I just I'm bored of the narrative. I'm bored of the narrative. Leave it alone. Like we're done. I'm sorry. What? (laughs) Well, everyone, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. I love you all so much. Um, I'm sorry if we do take off a week next week. I really cannot decide. Like I said, I think mentally I am really overwhelmed. So and it's not the podcast. Honestly, this is like one of the things that I can actually get myself to do and it's bringing me a lot of endless joy and I'm super happy about it. I'm so glad I had the platform and thank you for listening to me talk about mental health. I think it's something that I I do think needs to be talked about more and I think that the more we see asking for help less as like this thing we should be ashamed of and more as something that's normalized. I think we'll see happier people. You know, I think that there was this mindset that, oh, she's an attention whore. You know, she just wants attention. She's sad. I And I remember feeling that way growing up when I got sick. I felt like people said it and, you know, it was said to me behind my back that I just wanted attention. I was like, no, I would really um, I and I'm I love attention. That is a factual truth. But I would have rather not been a sick kid for sure. Uh, but I would rather not feel depressed. That would be super chill. So anyways, I just, um, you know, I would rather talk about it and then show success and help somebody else know that it's OK to feel this way and that it's going to get better than to be hiding behind closed doors, if that makes sense. So thanks for giving me the platform. Thank you for spending your time listening to me. Um, Please like, comment, subscribe, download, share this podcast with a friend that you think might love it, especially when that's like in the dating world, bitch. Like, hello, we're going to be okay. Finding the no's to the yeses. Maybe you'll find, you know, your Ben Affleck 30 years later. Who knows? I don't know. I'm, I hope, I'm happy for J-Lo. I'm worried because of the Jennifer Gardner of it all, but like, it's fine. Hopefully they just are each other's right people. And, and that is what it is. Okay, I really have to go eat something because I think I'm going to throw up and hopefully it will make me shit too soon. Okay, love you all. Love you so much. Okay, bye. <laughs>